You're listening to Solar Insiders, a fortnightly update on the ins and outs of the solar industry and what it means for consumers. With Renew Economy's editor, Giles Parkinson, and leading solar industry veteran, Nigel Morris. Solar Insiders is brought to you by Solar Analytics, suppliers of intelligent solar monitoring. Hello and welcome to our podcast, Solar Insiders, a fortnightly event hosted by me, Giles Parkinson, the editor of Renew Economy and One Step, and Nigel Morris, um, solar industry veteran and from Solar Analytics. Nigel, how are you? Oh, I'm fantastic, Giles. How are you? Look, pretty good, pretty good. Um, look, another exciting um, discussion coming ahead, and with a special twist. We've actually got some guests this week. And oh, we... I know. How exciting. It is. It is exciting. And we're going to be looking at um, some solar monitoring equipment and, um, and, and smart meters. And we're going to do a bit of a, um, bit of a crash test for the consumers, deciding that um, we better give them some information about some of the technology choices that they may be making. Um, Excellent. Yeah, Excellent but we'll explain idea. why later. But look, first of all, just want to run through some of the news of the week um now Now hang on hang on hang on hang on the biggest news biggest news giles congratulations i saw today you picked up the bob brown foundation's denny green award for being an awesome human i gather um and i just (laughs) wanted to say (laughs) yeah that's right i just wanted to say we were just stunned and and well not stunned actually we weren't surprised at all but it was wonderful to see you picking up that award you've been a great inspiration and a great mentor to me and and to so many other people out there mate so congratulations and very very well done yeah look thanks Nigel look it was terrific to go down well I went down to Tasmania spent spent the weekend down there um hung out with Bob Brown and some of the other winners um the mob from the various Stoppadani um campaigns and went out to the Sticks Valley and it was fantastic and um Bob Brown is a bit of an inspiration to me and it was very gratifying to receive that um recognition so yeah great look um other news around the place look people are still trying to make head or tail of the national energy guarantee and what it might mean for rooftop solar i guess what does it mean does anybody know yet well no not really because there's no details but i guess people are sort of people are prepared to consider that look it might just work if it's designed properly um, right. The great fear is that if it's not designed properly, then it'll just, rather than accelerating this energy transition we're having, it's going to slow it down. And the indications and the modelling that they've released so far are pretty bad. No emissions reductions, no new renewable energy of any great quantity, and uh, no no reduction in prices. So really, on those three things, I can't see the point. Um, the other thing is the Queensland government, they've gone to the polls. Um, that's going to be fought around about coal mines, Adani and this new coal generator, which most people think is a terrifically bad idea. Apart from the fact if you're a coalition member, um, Queensland government did actually say they're going to do some incentives for rooftop solar for yeah, um, yeah for um for tenants and um and other low income households. So look, that's about time. That's none too soon. That'd be great if they get back in. And I guess the other thing is, um, from a 60 Minutes interview, from my point of view, um, Josh Frydenberg, the energy minister, admitted he didn't have any rooftop solar. Nigel, does he have any excuse? He's got absolutely zero excuse. So I don't know why he doesn't want to save money, Giles. Why doesn't he want to save money? I don't know. Um, perhaps mm, that's the whole problem bizarre. with the policy thing at the moment is that they don't understand <laughs> the way to save money. Um, they... Kind of, you know, rooftop solar, battery storage, look after yourself. 
it's pretty straightforward, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Look, what else have you got? Anything, anything else from your? Yeah, look, there are a few things I wanted to, uh, you know, give your other uh, podcast uh, a plug. Um, always entertaining. Got to listen to it this morning, and the Wind Lab interview about Kennedy um, Solar was well, the, the hybrid um, energy park. Actually, um, was fascinating. Really, really good insight to how um, these large-scale plants can come on. But two things really stood out for me, Giles. One was the fact that in talking about, you know, putting some centralised generation and storage into this fantastic project they also acknowledge that actually that's not necessarily the ideal place for it and the distribution and transmission guys are, are more than willing in fact they're saying technically it makes more sense to get some of that distribution out in some of that um, storage I should say out into the market uh, to get it out into distributed uh, areas where the demand is and it was great to hear um, both the large-scale guys and the networks and transmission guys acknowledging and, and, and really getting to the pointy end of this and saying that's where it needs to be makes a lot of sense to put it where the demand is absolutely yeah no, no, I, i'm just going to butt in there because there was just something that just reminded me of something it's a story i'm actually writing at the moment mm. um it was a great in in, in um, podcast actually that interview with uh, roger price from WinLab. i do recommend people listen to it but also osgrid is actually putting has just put out a demand response tender demand management tender and guess what they're doing in to in order to avoid spending money on replacement uh network infrastructure they are going to provide a subsidy for people to put in rooftop solar. There you go. There you wow, go. So that's after fantastic. all this stuff about you know how yeah. rooftop solar is a sponge on the society and just the sort of thing of latte sippers, we've now got the networks actually sort of saying, well, actually, if we're going to reduce our costs, then it'd be better if we had more rather than less rooftop solar. More rather than less. How about that? That's just exceptional. It's you know slowly but surely they're coming around. Of course, the only exception to this is um, is the government. Um, who don't seem to get it, and I'm just stunned. And um, and again, going back to the Energy Insiders podcast, where the WindLab guys were talking about the fact that uh, you're adding relentlessly, adding more and more centralised coal-fired generation to the Queensland network uh, is actually not going to help. It's actually going to hurt because it's inflexible, right? Yeah. Uh, and and this is a topic you got you've made so often on the Energy Insiders podcast. It was great to hear them talking about that as well. Well, that brings us on to our next technology, actually, because we're talking about smart technology and flexibility um, and if you go back about a decade or so when people started um, in putting in solar panels and things like that you had inverters now inverters are the things that are needed to actually sort of link up between the solar panels and make sure it's ready for your um, for your appliances and also sort of to, 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 to with um, that talking to each other talking to each other and talking to each other and getting internet wise um, a few a few years ago and you could probably explain that a bit more and that's also led then to the next range of technologies, which is solar monitoring, I guess. I mean, why is solar monitoring important? That's a really, really good question. And I, and I think I'm going to take you right back to the 90s, uh, Giles, because, um, in fact, that's when, you know, I started getting into this stuff. And, of course, everyone was using, using analog meters, right? They were fragile. They didn't really work. But, of course, you need to be able to see energy flows. for, for, for When you're dealing with energy, you need to see what's going on. Um, but, really, you know, back in the 90s, analog meters were the only option that you had. Um, then, in the late 90s, we started to see the first generation, some really great Australian-made data loggers in, in the form of a solar regulator from Plasmatronics. Um, that was great. And the really valuable lesson, I remember talking about this at conferences, was that data helps settle disputes. 
right? Uh, you can't argue with ones and zeros. So when you say, well, have you over-discharged your battery? We didn't know before. And when we got data loggers at an affordable price, things really started to change and we could do things differently. Um, then we started to see the emergence of Bluetooth, little Bluetooth monitors. Um, when I was at BP Solar back then, we, we um, made an in-house device to talk to SMA inverters called the Solar Site. My mother-in-law's actually got one, which is still working, believe it or not. Um, then in Solar Cities, uh, in the early 2000s, there was a, a, a project where we again developed another Australian-made product called the Touchscreen, which was an LCD full-colour meter, which was designed to talk to utility meters to get data. We learn another really valuable lesson then. There's too many utility meters to actually have a third-party device that will talk to them all successfully. So that didn't work hugely successfully, bit of a fail. And of course, the other thing that we realized was during the process of developing this terrific looking display, smartphones arrived and we went, oh, actually the display has just become redundant. We don't need that. Uh, then apps started coming for various inverters. Then on the back of that, as the technology got cheaper, there was a huge array um, of, of um, um, cheap and cheerful metering devices, um, um, which really, um, you know, weren't doing a great thing. And then at the other end, we had all these super duper, all singing, all dancing meters that were kind of industrially designed. So that's where the history has come from. And it's all about knowing what's going on, being able to measure energy flows, being able to understand batteries, believe it or not, back yep. in the beginning. And here we are again at the end, and we need them again. Okay. So, Nigel, let's start going to seeing what's currently available then and, and, and what's good for consumers and what's good for solar installers. And to do that, we've got two special guests um, Time here. to introduce the guests. Yes, absolutely. Look, we've got um, Mark Callender. Mark, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks and, for having uh, me. Yeah, well, no, pleasure. Look, you own um, MC Electrical. It's a, um, a solar retailer, and um, you write a bit of a blog about solar tech stuff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit well, of everything. <laughs> a little bit of everything. Well, look, thanks for joining us. And look, uh, Jackie Long. Hello, I'm truly honoured to be Jack here. Or Jack Long. Or Longy Long. Or Jack Longy Long. How are you? Long time, or Jack Longy Long, or Longy, yeah. Uh, absolutely honoured to be here. No, that's fantastic. Well, look, um, great to have you on board. And maybe if you can just lead a little bit closer to the microphone so we can hear you properly. Um, yep. You're an applications engineer at um, Energy Matters. Uh, yeah, so uh, I am an application engineer for um, Energy Matters. So I handle um, all their bill of materials. Um, I sign off on all the designs um, and I troubleshoot and recommend um, all sorts of um, monitoring solutions for um, a residential customer base. Pointy end of the ship. That's the pointy end of the ship. Like. Yeah, it is. It's the right place to be there, Nigel, yeah. <laughs> Nigel, I'm going to let you take this away now for a bit and um, have a good discussion about this, um, these, these, different, um, these different products. Yeah, good on you, Giles, and, and, and thanks for joining us, guys. Interestingly, um, just for the, for the um, benefit of the listeners, um, yeah, a couple of people said, oh, why have we got guests on this week? And, you know, the reality is that over a couple of drinks down at All Energy, uh, we had a really good debate on, on the pros and cons of monitoring um, the three of us and um, that was when the idea came up to actually get these guys on because um, uh, both of these uh, fellas, Mark and Jack, are, are really at the pointy end of the market, highly experienced people, much more technically capable than, um, than myself um, and so we figured it was a great opportunity for the three of us to get together and, and talk about different views. Your views are probably incorrect, I'm going to put, put that right out there now um, but I do respect your views hugely and I uh, hope we can 
hope we can have a bit of fun. So we've tried to set the scene by talking about um, you know, a little bit of the history of monitoring and where they've come from and uh, you know, why monitoring, and maybe, maybe let's just start there. I mean, from, uh, you guys have both seen a lot and, and Mark, you've been installing gear forever and ever and ever. Why is, why is monitoring important from your perspective? What do you think the main benefit is that people get out of doing monitoring? Yeah, sure, Nigel, I guess things go wrong. We don't know if your solar system's working for you know, the next 20 years. We need to have some way of checking that that system is working would probably be the base level, you know. Yep, yep. That's that's pretty straightforward and lovely and simple. And Longy, you know, I've had the benefit of visiting your company recently, and I know you guys are doing some amazing stuff in the whole space of smart homes and monitoring and everything else. Do you have a do you have a different take on this, or is your is your position the same? Uh, I think me and Mark are fairly well aligned there. Nigel uh, was taking it back sort of from the early days uh, of monitoring, uh, well for me it'd be two thousand and nine. Um, where um, like the only source of monitoring that we had back then was the SMA Sunnybeam, um, which you mentioned before about Bluetooth. Yep. Um, we sort of yep. found that without remote monitoring or easy access to data, it, um, it was very hard to troubleshoot these systems. It would often result um, in a truck roll, uh, waiting on a customer to send through photos of their old uh, SMA inverter display. Um, but as Mark said, um, we just don't know um, what's going on with these solar systems, uh, and some will sit there dormant, you know, for a long time without anyone noticing. Um, but yeah, we are fairly well aligned. Yep. So that's that's about service, hey? Good service, being able to look after your customers, and and um, you know that kind of talks to some of the things. There there are so many different things you can do with monitoring, right? And there are actually different classes of monitors, and I think. This is one of the things that I come up against in, in being in the space is, you know, when you start talking about monitoring, people say, well, I've seen this device and it's it's a hundred bucks, for example, and I've seen this one and it's a thousand bucks. And how do I how do I navigate through this? So there's there's a bunch of classes of monitoring devices, right? And maybe we'll to help help set the scene for, for listeners a little bit, we might talk about where we broadly think those classes are. So you guys have, have, have done me a favour and sent through your views on this. So you would say uh, the first class of monitoring is is just a, a monitor on the inverter, right? So just a screen, uh, like a display screen on the inverter, although I notice there's a bit of a trend away from that now, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's a shame. Um, there's a few few inverters, you know, SMA, SunGrow, Grow, and a few others that are heading the way of getting rid of the screen because they fail. Yep. Well, I think we need it on there. So yeah. probably in this case, five years down the track, you know, do the grandma test. Grandma's got a, a solar system. She doesn't use the internet. She has no idea her login for her monitoring. Right. You know, maybe her son comes home, kind of knows how to read a inverter screen. At least he can tell her if it's working or not. He can walk outside and have a look, right? Yeah, that's yeah, right. But yeah. but not if there's no screen. You know, right. we, we need that yeah. base level. So. Right, but the, the, the downside of, of that first class is, and I saw this when I visited my dad, he's got a cheap little solar system on the house that he bought recently, and the first thing I did was wander outside and looked at the inverter, and the screen was unreadable, right, completely unreadable. So you can't do a cheap system with a cheap inverter screen, and, and that's part of what's driving them away, right? Okay, and so, so we've got inverters with, with screens on them, uh, maybe good, maybe bad, certainly you need something. The second one is online monitoring, so that's taking it a step further where you collect the data from the inverter and try and punch it up to the net, usually done with Wi-Fi, right, um, out of most inverters. 
Um, the third one that we've got is, is panel level monitoring. So that's where you go up another, uh, another level and you go, okay, I'm not just going to monitor the inverter, but I'm actually going to try and push right through and um, uh, get, a, get some kind of a system that will monitor individual solar panels. Now, this is an interesting one for me because I've sold a lot of panel level monitoring systems over the past. I'm a bit of a fan. Uh, as listeners would know of the end phase gear. However, you can create some nightmares for panel monitoring, right? Where, where consumers are looking at individual panels and saying, well, hang on, this panel's doing one watt more than the other one. Uh, is, that a, is, is that a good thing or a bad thing, fellas? Well, exactly uh, there, Nigel. So I think it all comes down to, um, it can be classed as too much information for the customer. Mm. Um, the customers customer, really need that? Uh, you know what I, I would I, say, no, uh, but I know Mark has a. Has a Here we go. Opinion. Well, I've got something to disagree with you, Jack. I reckon. Oh, I reckon it's finally, a big thing. Finally. <laughs> but hang on, Mark. You're a you're a tech nerd. Is my, is my dad ever going to look at a panel monitoring system? No. no. Okay. So possibly the customer doesn't need it, but I reckon it's really. And we don't get this. So when panel level mon monitoring was introduced to us, everyone was sort of saying, "I don't want that. I don't want that engineer to be, you know, a retired engineer to be calling me up and saying it's two watts less or two watts more." Right. Um, we give access to all, uh, all our customers' panel level monitoring, um, generally speaking, anyway, and um, okay. we don't have issues with that. I think people are, are smart enough to work out that, um, you know, five watts different isn't really the problem. So yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. interesting, interesting. Yeah. Okay, so we've got we're up to the th uh, up to the fourth one. First one was inverter screen. Second one was online monitoring. Third one was uh, panel level monitoring. The next one is consumption monitoring. Now this is the one that's really interesting, and there's a lot of growth in this space um, uh, because if you don't have consumption monitoring, you can't see how much energy you're using. Um, this has been the big growth area in monitoring, and certainly it's part of part of the reason for our success. Uh, it's here at Solar Analytics because that's what we focus on: is looking at the energy consumption, not just the energy production. Um, we'll come back to that in a minute. And then the fifth one uh, that you guys have put in is low control. Now that's interesting because that's not strictly monitoring, but it's you're talking you're extending into the control space here, right? Yeah. So um, yeah, I would say that that's just a. a what you can do after you have consumption monitoring is you can uh -huh. use that information to switch on appliances, your hot water system or your pool pump when, you, when you've got excess solar power. Okay, so, so, so yeah. got it, got it. So see the data first, uh, uh, get it remotely second, uh, extend it into consumption third and then take control, do stuff with it, right, in that fifth exactly. one. Yeah. yeah, got it, got it, got it. And then the last class that you put in is third-party monitoring. So that's saying, that's companies like us, right, who say don't use the inverter monitor, use our device to monitor your inverter. So that's the, that's the dis distinction. So that's the categories that we're, that we're talking about. Um, now, um, now I, I mean, one question I should ask you, have either of you guys actually ever installed one of our meters so that you can fairly compare? Because if you haven't, then, you know, I should boot you off the call right now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've uh, we've done a handful of them, Nigel. Excellent. <laughs> Did you learn anything? What, what? I mean, interestingly, okay. So there's different monitors out there. They've all got strengths and weaknesses, right? What, what was the thing that stood out for you that you thought, ah, oh, this has got some merit? Um, maybe I should listen to Nigel. Well, to be honest with you, the only reason I got it to begin with is because I like comparing testing inverters and and testing panels, and I got it for that purpose. You know, you'd told me how great it was for this and that, and I, but all I wanted it was for my own in-house testing. Um, and it wasn't until recently 
that I was looking into it a little bit more and a few that we'd installed on customers and I saw the features and kind of thought, far out, this has actually <laughs> got some fairly good stuff on it. So a couple that I like is that it's GSM card, so we don't need a don't need no to wifi, muck around right. with Wi-Fi, which is yep. huge. Yep. Um, uh, the comparative data, I hadn't really looked at that properly until just the other day. Mm. And um, just so that we know, not that the system is performing, you know, it's doing it's doing 25 kilowatt hours a day yesterday or something like that did 25 kilowatt hours what should it have done and so the way you guys do that is really simple and really effective i think you know yeah well that's cool that's cool that's nice to hear so i mean nigel go jack what are you going to say Oh, so I just wanted to plug in there. I'm just ended with Mark's comment there. Um, I actually logged into the demo the other night, um, have a bit of a look, and I really, uh, I really like the intelligent notifications um, ah, yep. feature. Mm, yeah. It's uh, so I'm sort of quite heavily involved in the monitoring space, sort of um, on the fleet monitoring for all our jobs um, across the spectrum um, of different products, uh, and not one sort of has the intelligent notifications. Um, which I had never thought of before, um, and I think that's um, what's fantastic, to be honest. That's um, awesome. And I'm actually quite negative towards you know different products and whatnot. Um, but yeah, uh, maybe you could explain um, as quickly sort of what that does. Um, yeah, the look, the, 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 uh, I, I don't want this to be a great big huge plug for us as much as no, I'm no, kind no, of, definitely uh, not. I'm <laughs> just being honest about. But I actually liked it. I, I agree because the thing to me, right, there's ones and zeros and we can flood everyone in the world with ones and zeros just by using a simple data logger, right? But the thing that actually got me excited about um, uh, about solar, what solar analytics can do is they take the ones and zeros and they convert them into insights, into what does that one and zero mean, right? Does it mean I've got shading? Does it mean that, for example, I've mm. used a lot of energy outside the solar day to run my air conditioner, but I had excess solar, so if I shifted my air conditioning load, then I would use more of my solar and save more money. That's the that's the wonder of yep. of what we should be doing with data, in my view. And I'm interested uh, to to flip it back to the other way. Where are you guys seeing that kind of stuff popping up with the other types of monitoring products out there? Have you seen examples of where people are taking data and converting it into um, you know powerful insights for people? What's the best example you can give me, Mark? Uh, powerful insights for people. Yeah, like Fronius um, has a. Well, really good you know probably from at least from um, our point of view not necessarily the customer's point of view just a a real depth in-depth um, platform where we can get any kind of voltage frequency um, current you know and exactly analyze what's going on with those those panels and with the inverter mm-hmm. um, so you know very strong I, I technically think, right great for all that tech back end stuff yeah yeah and which is really help helps us help our customers and I think Jack agrees. Everyone agrees. Fronius is a is a great monitoring platform. Fronius so, Solar Web, yeah. just yeah, to be yeah. specific, yeah. Um, exactly. I think the yeah, energy yeah. balanced tab. So I think in terms of the end user, um, the energy balance tab uh, on Fronius is a feature that stood mm. out for me, where um, it plots the production and the consumption data on the one graph, um, and it simply shows yep. you what was consumed directly in the house and what was exported. And once you spread that out over a, a weekly, a monthly, and a yearly basis, like the numbers really, really start to look good. Um, you know, and get some really, really good data out of it. Um, then on the yep. back end, if you're an installer, um, as Mark was saying, 
um, you can actually log into um, each string on the inverter um, and pull out you know your voltage, your current, um, and everything like that. So um, it works both ways. Um, that's awesome. And I must admit, I was looking at Tesla again today because I, I read a great blog actually by a guy who um, was a very early adapter of the Powerwall 2s. Yeah. Um, and he'd done a terrific blog showing all the different features and functions. And, you know, we've heard so much about Tesla. And I was really, in I'm really interested in what they're doing because their app is so simple. Right, it's there's. I think there's only three pages, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. There's hardly yeah. any history, and it's very graphical. It's really, really ultra simple. It's cool, looks cool, um, like and I can't yeah. help looking at it, thinking, you know, is that where we're going to go? That we're just taking this really complex set of decisions that are being made by all this really smart gear in the back end, but we're going to simplify it right down. Is that where we're going with this? I, I, th I think a good monitoring platform does that, is that it doesn't just allow me to understand it, but it allows a customer just to glance it. And mm. um, actually, I was, you know, just, just yesterday I was showing my kids the Fronius monitoring and, and explaining it to, to them, six and eight year old, mm. and, they, and they got it. And that's kind of what we need is that you don't have to be a, a whiz kid to, to work this out. I thought so. you wanted yeah. all the customers yeah, yeah, to have yeah. the module level data there before Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my, my, kids would, out of it. my kids would understand that stuff too. <laughs> but, <you> know, so, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> now, I mean, let's, let's, okay, so, you know, we can see we've gone from, you know, uh, you know, sort of crude monitoring and I'm glad we haven't even touched on the dinky products that are out there, right? There's a whole lot of really dinkering, dinky metering gear out there that cost you a hundred bucks. You can buy it in JCAR and, you know, don't waste your money. It's not really going to help you because it's not doing anything clever with those ones and zeros and either, you know, drilling down into module level stuff or giving you a beautiful, simple front end or giving you these clever insights and notifications. But when we when we get down to it, really, there's, there's kind of two things that we've got to try and do, right, or that we're dancing around here. One is we've got to do something that helps solar installers. And the second is we've got to do something that helps solar consumers, right? So what is the best thing? If, you're, if, you, if a solar consumer walks in, what is the best monitoring outcome that we can give them? <laughs> That's a good question, I gather. Yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> I'm, not sure, I'm not sure where you're heading there. Well, well, I guess what I'm trying to find out, mate, is you know, out of all the products that are out there, and this is not a leading question by any means, but you know, what is what do solar consumers really need in a monitoring solution? They need monitoring. What do they module. really need? They need because some sort yeah, of monitoring. Anything that's remote is good for me. Right. Um, so anything. Okay. So something. That so can it be doesn't need to be remotely. the best kit for the bells and whistles, but as a general baseline, it, yeah. every single solar system going in needs to have some sort of remote monitoring. A system that is sitting there dormant is doing absolutely nothing. Um, Right. And I'll push that a little bit further. I reckon well, my it needs next, consumption monitoring. Well, my next like question all of our systems for, um, yeah. <laughs> well, for Mark um, and Nigel. Is consumption monitoring becoming the new baseline of monitoring? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I cannot, uh, I could not bring myself to sell a solar system to anybody without it consumption monitoring now. It just seems a bit, now. well, yeah. nearly yeah. pointless, to be honest. You know, if you're going to do it properly... To not have yeah, it? It seems pointless not to have it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, the way I explain it to, to customers, um, you know, when they, they don't want to spend that extra 300 bucks or whatever, um, you, you sort of say, I don't, I don't want you calling me back in 12 months' time and saying, 
my bill's still $300. I thought it would be less than that. And I say, well, I can't help you. Your system's working. I want to be able to log in there and see when they're using their power and how they're using their power and hopefully help them to to fix that, you know, and, and correct what they're doing. Right. So. so the relationship between the generation of solar energy and the consumption in the home is critical, right? They're, they're directly Absolutely. related. Yeah. So if you're not monitoring one, you're only getting half the picture. Is that what? Yes. Is that the conclusion we're coming to? And therefore, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You yeah. cannot make an educated yeah. decision okay. on what battery, if any battery, you want to be installing without consumption data. Yep. Ah, next level. Yeah. yeah, of course. And everyone wants a battery, right? They don't. If they don't have them yet, they want one in the future. If you want to have one in the future, you need to know what the what the balance of energy is going to be between your consumption and generation. So Agreed. you have to have consumption monitoring. Yeah, how much surplus power do you have and to alerts. actually put into that battery? Or don't you have any at all? Right. Right. In fact, I was looking at our dashboard. I don't know if you guys have looked. You're probably not familiar with our dashboard enough yet because I haven't got you to buy enough yet. But uh, if, you were, if you were really engaged with our product, what you would know is that there is a battery calculator on ours. And I actually saw this yesterday where a consumer had pressed the button and said, OK, because uh, a little box, box pops up and says, hey, have you ever thought about storage? We've got all your data so we can calculate how much storage would be perfect for you. And we pressed the button for this consumer and it said, whoops, actually, you don't have enough solar quite yet. You don't have yep. enough excess to put batteries on. Now, in the absence of that, with a dodgy solar installer coming through town in a truck roll, they would have sold that guy some storage, right? They just would have said, yeah, you need a battery. Mm. Here, spend yep. 10 grand, right? But I think, I, so I, I think that really highlighted the point to me that a lot of people with small systems are not yet ready to put storage on because exactly. they simply don't have enough generation. There are other products out there, Nigel, yeah, that do sure. the uh, you can yeah. Yeah. calculator you can... as well. Not just solar analytics. There are other products out there that Sorry, do which the battery product? calculation as well. So Enphase and SMA, um, Infronius will do it soon. Um, Flex Monitor. Solar Edge, Mark, does Solar Edge do Excellent. Excellent. I don't, I don't think so, no. Yeah. Um, Okay. Yeah. Now, Solar Edge is an interesting one. We haven't talked about them. They've got a pretty good platform from what I hear as well, right? Mm. Part yeah, it's like, Wi-Fi, yeah, though, right? Yeah, that's right. It's Wi-Fi. So, yep. um, yeah, yeah, we're forever, um, you know, because obviously we've got a lot of systems out there, so we're always getting these <laughs> Wi-Fi dropouts. Wi but the monitoring platform itself, while it's on online, it's... Um, yeah, it's really it's really gives you a lot of data. Probably I like it for my, for me, in that I can really nerd in and and um, and basically even find out if a bypass diode has failed on your panel. You know, so you can right because you can go down to almost a panel level with them as well. Yeah, right? yeah. So it's um yeah yeah. So that's okay. Great hey guys, we're gonna have to wrap this up pretty soon because um we've gone a fair amount of time. Um, I just got one final question for you. Um. What about people who haven't even got solar yet, um, who might be thinking about storage down the, down the track? Would, would, would monitoring pay off even before you put your solar panels on, or can you just, just reasonably go out and go, look, I'll get a heap of solar and it um, should 100%, be right? percent uh, Oh, look, I'm going to jump in there. And oh. so, yeah, yeah. Well, I think we'll probably all be agreed. Mm, definitely. What's that? So what's the answer? No. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, in fact, we've got a lot of guys who use our device as a pre-solar monitoring tool to actually collect some data, understand how much energy is being consumed and to help make a good design decision about how much solar to put on. So, mm. um, you know, it's this back to this thing I've been banging on about, which is energy awareness, right? It, it, whether you're just trying to reduce your bill or work out what's using energy in the home or whether you're trying to size solar or size batteries or anything else, all starts with data. I'd 
and you'd be amazed once you've got one of those monitoring devices and you're actually just seeing consumption about what is being used at what times. And um, I remember I had one and you end up running around the place and switch off lights and um, haven't got random switching off the fridge yet, but um, wasn't wasn't that <laughs> desperate. But um, <laughs> it's interesting. Hey, look, guys, look, thanks for joining us. Look, it's a fantastic, um, fantastic um, way to go and discuss this subject, and um, I'm sure we'll come back and do it again sometime. So, look, Mark, um, Longy, absolute pleasure. Um, thanks for joining yeah, us. Yeah, thanks, Charles. Thanks, Nigel. No worries. Good hey, on, look, and, and thanks, Nigel, as usual. Thanks, Giles. Uh, thanks, listeners, for tuning in. Hope that was something useful for everyone. Yeah, look, I think we've got a few um, topics coming up um, um, soon too. We might even go through, um, have one focusing on battery storage and um, and what they've got on offer. But um, anyway, all the, all that's good for the future. And um, everyone, thanks for listening. And don't forget to leave a review and give us your feedback. And um, we'd love to hear from you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Solar Insiders is brought to you by Solar Analytics, designers and suppliers of smart solar monitoring. By navigating the changing energy landscape, Solar Analytics helps increase solar performance and saves money. Visit solaranalytics.com.au, get empowered and make the most of your home energy.